Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Frankly, I think the dogs don't like them because, well, because sometimes they bring bad news. Mackey and Judd. Animals sense those things, you know. On 1500 ESPN. Make a couple of plays there at the end of the half, and it's a totally different game. So um, as a leader, as a guy who, who wants it really bad, those are those are plays that uh, you got to make, and um, we'll, we'll change the, the whole concept of the yeah. game. So um, like I said, we put, a, we put a lot of pride in and. Uh, we put a lot on us, on our shoulders as receivers and as, as competitors. So, like I said, I got, I got to play better to help this team win. Yeah, games. you know, if he, if he, he should have caught the first one. If he would have caught the first one, we wouldn't have had to, to sit here and dissect and debate the yes, second one. And that was a bad drop. Yeah. And that it, was just a bad drop. It was. Now, the linebacker did get a hand on the ball in there, but, but it was after it bounced off Thielen's chest. Yes. So the ball bounces off his chest. And then it kind of rattles, and then the linebacker gets his he hand He catches on that it. one almost every single time. He does. And the second one, all right, the second one. Yes, let's discuss this. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. I think we're all clear that by the letter of the law, it's not a debate over whether it was a catch or not based on the letter of the law. Yes. The way the NFL has defined a catch, there's all these people getting confused. Well... Jonathan Stewart reached the ball over the goal line, and that got knocked out, and he didn't have... Well, okay, Jonathan Stewart established himself as a runner with possession the minute he took the handoff. So possession is not in question. Correct. When he has possession before the goal line, he reaches the ball over the goal line. It's immediately a touchdown. On the Thielen play, the correct call as it is now was made, but that's not the point. Yes, the correct call is it was made because... The NFL has written the rule so that you have to not only if, if you're if you're catching the ball while you're falling to the ground, you have to maintain possession even after you hit the ground, and that means the ball can't jostle loose or hit the ground or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so I totally understand why the NFL has to define a catch in some way. You can't just say, you know, this is all too confusing. Hey, refs, just whatever you think is a catch is a catch. There has to be a defined catch. I think it should be this. I think that Thielen play should be a catch. I think the Des Bryant play, which is a different play from the playoffs a few years ago, I think that should be a catch. And I think the NFL should look at those plays and say, all right, these are catches. And if people disagree, I'm sure there's people who disagree and say that neither one of those should be catches. But I personally think both should be catches. And they should rewrite the rules to make it so that both of them are catches. In the Des Bryant example, yes, he's falling to the ground, but his third step with possession, was actually a lunge to the end zone. Therefore, he it's a catch. Yes. His, like he's making it was his a controlled it, step. It, it, it was. It, common sense, when you watch that, the Des Bryant play, is that was a secondary move. 
That was a move made once you have possession to try and score a touchdown. Correct. That was not a move made to try and hold on to the football. Correct. So so if you want to then call that a fumble, possession and a fumble of some sort, you're closer. But in no way, shape, or form should that not be possession of the ball. On the Thielen play, shouldn't it matter that he catches the ball? with So with possession of the ball, I know he's falling to the ground sort of. He gets two feet, and then he also gets a knee and an elbow, which are both two feet. So he clearly inbounds, yes. So as he's falling to the ground, should it matter that the ball never hits the ground? That he catches, this is how I would define it. You catch a pass, let's say it's at the 50-yard line. So let's take the confusion of the end zone out of it. Let's say you're at the 50-yard line. If you catch a pass at the 50-yard line, and you get both feet down or an elbow or a knee or whatever counts as two feet, and then you hit the ground and the ball jostles loose, but you maintain possession of it. Mm-hmm. To me, you started that process by establishing your feet in bounds. Mm-hmm. And if the ball doesn't hit the ground as you hit the ground, I think it should be a catch. That's the tweak I would make. I think that they should rework the wording of the rule uh, to make to take away how ambiguous it becomes when you hit the ground. So if you catch the ball and you establish that you've caught the ball, this whole thing of having to having to make a move that then to me is silly. If you catch the ball and you've got the ball and you get to the ground and you juggle it a little bit. I'm not saying it hits the ground or rolls out. I'm saying you you don't you juggle it. But it doesn't hit the ground. But it doesn't hit the ground. That should be a catch. Instead of making it they have made it to me as confusing as possible. And and if this was a Panthers touchdown, I would say the same exact thing. So this is not this is not a Vikings thing. This is a football fan frustration of I and I don't understand and this league does this with so many things. I don't understand why they want to make their lives so difficult when their sport is already difficult to officiate. I mean, people are mad now because the uh, the Steelers game last night had a ton of flags being thrown, and I saw a bunch of tweets about these guys are in. I think they were but, probably told after the Bengals-Steelers game, well, hey, let's keep an eye on this And thing. I'm sure they were, but I keep going back to the fact that, yes, the officials are far from perfect, but you also have way too many rules that are thought up over drinks in March by a bunch of people who are watching things on slow-mo 18 times. And nobody thinks to themselves, okay, if we do this at full speed in mid-December, what's it going to look like? They think, let's stop that again. Hey, Jerry, rewind that. Let's see that. And they come up with, they they have, I truly believe they have paralyzed their officials in some ways by giving them so many rules. And instead of instead of being clear as possible, they're almost at times vague yeah. as possible. But it's also in fairness, and I, I want to get Dave's thoughts because Dave had a different opinion before the show. And we're going to, we'll get to Nick on line one here, 651-646-8255. Um, I think like, you have to define it. So that's the hard part. How do you define it, but then make make their make leeway for these little instances? So, um, your thoughts, Dave? Yeah, uh, it sounds like Vikings fans sour grapes on the other side of the glass. Frankly, I I, I just disagree. made a Des Bryant point. Like, I, I just made a Des Bryant point. That's really not for me. Well, I I yeah, the Des Bryant catch. I'd really have to watch many more times because I'm still not convinced that on that one from years ago he was actually making a move towards the end zone. I thought he was just falling down and stumbling and bumbling. Watch it again. He's not. <laughs> I think I might disagree with you, but anyway, okay. let's go to the one we're talking about. Adam Thielen catch. I. I I guess I'm of the opinion that the NFL had it right yesterday that what they called not only was by the rule not a catch, but it's just not a catch. If you hit the ground and you bobble the ball, it's great if you come up and have possession, but if you're laying out of bounds, sorry. See, I think the reason I, and this is, you know, I mean, this might just be, you don't think it should be a catch, and I, and I do, and we just disagree, but I think 
The NFL is putting more emphasis. Let's just break this down by what happens. So you catch a ball mm-hmm. inbounds with firm possession in your grasp, and you get two feet and a knee and an elbow, and they're putting more importance on the fact that the ball jostled a little bit out of bounds but didn't hit the ground, and that negates the catch process. And I think you've already done all of the work needed to show that you have the ball, you're inbounds, two feet, knee, elbow. Now make sure you don't drop it on the ground as you're falling out of bounds, but that's where I would offer some leeway. And I know there's probably people who disagree. You probably disagree with I that. I guess my question is this. Why why if you're a, a back like Stuart is and you're handed the ball, can you extend it as briefly as possible? And that's a touchdown. So so they're basically saying you've got it, it's possession. But if I catch a ball, I have to have possession beyond uh, uh, you know beyond. There's just no question. That's what I don't get. Well, well, here's my question to you guys then. So you say once Thielen has the ball, knee hits the ground, boom, he's got possession. Play should be over. It's I'm not saying. Right? I'm. That's what Judd's saying. I'm saying you should have to do more than that. You should have to go to the ground and the and the ball can't hit the ground. Okay. Or like hit the ground and be I jostled. Know, loose I agree by with ground. that. Yeah. Yeah. I the, think you should. If but you, if you've if got he, the if ball, he goes to the ground and the ball. And, and, and he hits the ground, the ball pops up in the air and then flies off and hits the ground, then it's no catch yes. to me. But if he hits the ground and the ball jostles and he still has the ball, that, that it's should be a catch. catch. So if that play that. yesterday happens, say, at the 10-yard line, and he doesn't secure it again after the ball jostles and the ball falls through, is that an incompletion then? Like is in that the, a in, fumble? In the middle of the field? Yes. It would Compl- be an incompletion if the ball if the ball is on the ground. If the ball, so let's so say, that, why should it be a tu- so why should it be a touchdown yesterday? Then, if the ball does come free, the ball and when he does secures it, he's out of bounds. The ball didn't hit the ground though yesterday. That's my point. The but, ball, did, the ball never hit the ground. Well, I understand that, but you said if if he's in, you know, at the ten yard line in the middle of the field, and the ball doesn't hit the ground, but he, you know, loses it and. It it goes it goes uh you know he loses he loses control completely it goes right. on you said that should be an incompletion so okay if if it's the ten yard line in the middle of the field and he catches that pass in the same manner and falls to the ground mm-hmm. and the ball jostles it's a catch it's a catch because we're because we're we're getting confused by the out of bounds factor here if the ball pops loose and then eventually winds up on the grass that's the distinction I am making here whether you're out of bounds or inbounds. If you've established yourself inbounds by doing all the things you need to with two feet, and the ball never at any point hits the ground, it is a catch. That's what I'm proposing. And what, yes, what we're saying is if the ball shifts slightly while in your grasp, that should be a catch. If you don't catch the ball and it falls to to the turf, that's not a catch. I guess then I'm also degree, disagreeing with you whether it's shifted slightly or more than slightly. I mean, this is the the lengths we're going to now. Right, right, but, to but, but, I would but say it was why, a more than but, slight, uh, you know, fumble of the ball. Did, I think his hands came off of it. But this is why I think they, they should clear the, the rule up because that's where it becomes subjective. Of what's well, it's very the, subjective. Right, right. But I don't think there's any way to not make it subjective. But I would rather if if you in a league that wants uh, offensive stats as much as possible, wouldn't it make sense to say we're going to to relax the rule a little bit? Because right and right now, I think you have people so confused that it would really help if you could say, okay, the definition's going to be this instead of, well, if it does, if the ball does this, it just gets to be too much. To I get where it gets, it gets really confusing where if you're, if you're doing one of those toe grab catches or something, um, you know, and your feet then come off the ground. I, I get, I get why this is difficult to define. Let's go, let's go to the phone lines here. 651-646-8255. What's up, Nick? You're on the show. 
Hey guys, Phil, I know we talked about this on that line yesterday, but as soon as I got home yesterday after we talked, it happened in a game where a guy made a catch over the middle of the field, right? And as he was going down, he caught the ball and used the grass to make the catch, right? But they said that since the ball didn't move when it hit the ground and he basically pinned it to his body and the ground at the same time, that it was still a catch. So I guess my thing, my thing is if you're allowed to use the grass in the middle of the field to make a catch like that, Thielen kept the ball off the grass on his body, and sure, it moved a little bit. But if it's going to be a catch in the middle of the field when the guy uses the ground to make the catch, there's zero reason at all that it should not be a catch in the end zone, regardless of if he made the catch while going out of bounds, fine. But in the middle of in the middle of the field, the same catch is a catch whether or not you use the ground or not. That, that it, it just doesn't make any sense why the rules are so convoluted and so cloudy. That it, it, I think the officials more times than not are just confused and they let it go and yep. they're like, oh, well, we have 40 different replays we can look at to, to figure this out. So let's just let it happen and take all the, let's just take refs out of the game in general and let somebody watch video of the game and make the calls from the booth all game long then if that's the case. Yeah, I think, Nick, I think it's really hard to, because there's, you know, there's an out of bounds element here that that adds another layer. Let's take a quick break here. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. If you have thoughts, uh, is it just, you know what, it's too hard to define all these nuances, so screw it. you got to maintain full grasp in every aspect until you sit on the bench, right? Or are there little ways that you would tweak the catch rule? We're talking about that Adam Thielen play in the back of the end zone from yesterday, Mackie and Judd. Now, exactly what is this special surprise you mentioned there? Mackie and Judd are back on 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd's Dive into the NFL Rulebook is sponsored by Mauer Chevrolet. Never ends well, really, if our trivia results from last week are any indication. This no, is you're probably bad, right. But- uh, 651-646-8255. We have full phone lines here. Let's start. We're talking about the Adam Thielen play in the back of the end zone. And let's just put out some ground rules first off. We know it was the right call. Based on the way the NFL has defined the rule of what a catch is, it was the right call. Thielen agreed after the play it was the right call. But what we're talking about is should it be written the way that it is? Should plays like that wind up being catches? Mm-hmm. Would you redefine the rule in, in any some sort of way? Greg, you're on with Mackie and Judd. Morning, guys. Hey, Hi, Greg. To Phil's point, if you catch the ball in the middle of the field, take the end zones and the out-of-bounds lines out of play. You catch the ball, establish yourself, bobble it, regain control, that should be a catch. In the same regard where Harrigan was going, if you catch the ball in the middle of the field, establish yourself, bobble it, and it hits the ground, Phil, your argument is to be an incomplete pass. What Harrigan's saying is that should be a fumble. You're really determining at what point are you considering it a catch, when you establish yourself initially after you catch the ball or at the end of the play where if you bobble it. Uh, really, I think the way – where you're going with that is it's either got to be a completion or you end up being a fumble because you're going to get too ambiguous on the backside. Yeah, and then there's the whole, uh, you know, are you still going to the ground, which if if you are, then it's not a fumble because... uh, Well, all I'm saying as a starting point for the conversation is this. I think if you have the ball in your possession and the ball moves a little bit, but it does not hit the ground. And keep in mind, there is a rule that I can, if I am in the act of of a catch, and I have my hand on the ground, and the ball, and I use my hand and the ground to help me catch the ball, that that is now a catch. All I'm trying to do is say, if the ball shifts on you by a little bit, 
but you don't lose it, that should be a catch. I think that I think that would help clear things up. Right, the, and I don't get and I don't get what would be so difficult about going to that. The out of bounds aspect is a different twist, though. It can't just be well if it was this way in the middle of the field because you could play out different scenarios. Let's just let's play out. You know, I'll try to poke holes in my own scenario here. If I'm saying you catch a ball in the end zone as you're falling to the ground, but you've established two feet and for sure an elbow and a knee and all those things. Mm-hmm. And then the ball pops loose but doesn't hit the ground. If it hits the ground, to me, that's an incompletion because now now, as you're going through the process, the ball is on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're using the ball to help yourself get back up like Calvin Johnson, let's not jump the shark on that rule. That's a catch. Um, you know, how far do you take that? If Adam Thielen then stumbles like five feet and then bobbles, I mean, that's... I think to me that's that's still a catch as well. I think part of the it problem should be anyway. I think part of the problem that this league now has is this: they know that that they can go to replay, and they're so reliant on that they've actually tried to make this far more difficult than it should be. Well, they're reviewing that automatically too. That play. sure, but I'm saying I don't think anyone in the in the stadium. But thought, I, you know, that shouldn't be a catch I think until... They, I think they sort of enjoy the thing of, well, we can look at this from 18 angles. Instead of saying, let's just do a common sense thing here to make this as simple as possible and not confuse people beyond belief, which but is just, basically what they've done. Right, but you can't you can't put in the rule book, hey, ref, use your common sense. You right. have to but have you a can, defined catch. But when you sit there to do the rules in March, you can define a catch differently using common sense. But you can't... Like, common sense can't be in no, the no, definition. I'm saying, no, I'm saying... When you define it in March, you can use common sense to say this is what the rules should be as opposed to let's make it as ambiguous as possible. And I think they've tried to use that common sense, but it's still very confusing to, to a lot of people. Uh, Lou, you're on with Mackie and Judd. Yeah, good morning, guys. Hello. I agree with what you're, what you're talking about, not hitting the ground. It should be a catch in that. I think the most hilarious thing about this discussion is they're going against their own objectives because the last five years they've been worrying about not having enough scoring in football. You're right. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah I mean... There's there's still going to be plenty of scoring in football without the Des Bryant and the Adam Thielen catches. It's not like that play happens ten times a game to where it's going to uh, affect the the bottom line of uh, of a point total, you know, over the course of a season. But Dave, you're on with Mackie and Judd. Good morning, guys. I think you're gonna you kind of covered everything I was going to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Here's the deal: Thielen catches the ball. He goes to the ground. His elbow causes the ball to jostle. You're correct. It doesn't hit the ground. It should be a catch. The rule sucks. It should be different. Having said all that, if you're a running back, you go through the line of scrimmage, the NFL rules say the ground cannot cause a fumble. How many times do you see a running back go through, hit his elbow on the ground, the ball pops loose, they review it, it is not a fumble, the ground can't cause a fumble. Why can it cause a jostle? So let me, let me, let's take his question and frame it this way. All right, let's poke some holes in this. What would the consequence be, or what other potential hypothetical scenarios would you be opening up if you made that Adam Thielen, if you wrote the rule to make that a catch yesterday? So however, you write the rule, and like the way I'm saying, you write the rule and you say, you know what, if you establish, yeah. you catch it, two feet, it's not moving around as the two feet are on the ground in the end zone, and as you're falling to the ground, it pops, but like it's still on your body you and, still you, and you catch it, and we're going to write the rule to make that a catch. We're going to write the rule and say if the ball doesn't hit the ground... Mm-hmm on the jostle, mm-hmm. then it's a catch. What would the consequences be? Is there a hypothetical scenario that you'd say, yeah, but if you opened up that Pandora's box, um, it would open up for these two or three plays to to be catches? Because if you just make, I know a lot of people were calling an event line saying, well, why if you catch it and you have two feet down, who cares if you go to the ground? Well, then 
what you'd have is these bang bang like Chris Carter leaning forward two feet in you catch it for a brief second then the ball pops out on the ground and we're calling that a catch yeah that's not a catch to me yep there has to be some distinction here and maybe the answer is as as convoluted as it is the NFL just has it as correct as it can possibly be because it's really hard to write the language that you have to go by to make that a catch yesterday uh Roderick you're on the show yeah, I think it could be as simple as number one, if you establish two feet in 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 the field of play and then you have firm possession, that starts off as a catch. If you are falling down, if you hit the ground, then like the previous caller said, the ground can't cause a fumble. Mm-hmm. If you're falling out of bounds, but you have possession when you fall out of bounds, once you hit out of bounds, whatever happens out of bounds no longer counts. And that was my issue yesterday with the catch is that when he hit the ground, part of him was out of bounds. Therefore, if it moved, well, it, it's too late then because he already established possession. Yes. If you catch the ball, you have firm possession, you're falling down. As long as you have firm possession, if you fall out of bounds, you're all, that whatever happens out of bounds doesn't count. So therefore, that's a catch, that's a touchdown. If, it hits, if you hit the ground and the ball jostles, the ground can't cause a fumble, so it's still a catch. The only difference is if you're catching the ball and you use the ground to help secure the catch, then it's not a catch. So I think that that's how they can do it. Firm possession, two feet in, whatever happens after your body hits out of bounds doesn't count. But if it hits inbounds, it can't cause a fumble. It's still a catch. And one other final thing before I leave, I'd be remiss to pass on a message to you from Cam Newton that said, how you like me now? Thanks. There oh, is, don't, don't get him started on Cam there Newton is, again. Roderick. Roderick. No. Hey, he had he had two great plays yesterday. Cam Newton had two great I, plays. I want, I want you to He's go the, home today and think about your obsession with Cam. It's not even, I, Judd, we've talked it, about Cam four times in the last year on this show. I think, I know. Twice every, because the Vikings played him. But every time you talk about him, I think you're obsessed with your dislike for him. Anyway. Uh, I, I'm just going. I'm, I'm just trying to debunk what a common perception is that Cam Newton's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And that's Ro- completely incorrect. To Roderick's point, uh, I agree completely with the first part of what you just said, which is Thielen essentially had control of that ball the entire time that he was in the field of play. It was when he landed in out of the end zone that it really moved, and that they they established that to be part of the pattern of the catch, which confuses me a little bit. Because if you're in the end zone with possession of the ball and then you drop it out of bounds, if he had stood up, it wouldn't have been a factor. So I agree with that. But I re- I really think that when that the rule that we're talking about, if you're talking about, okay, if you morph the rule and change it, what's going to be uh, the potential fallout from that? I really believe that this is a case where you've had people who are making things as difficult as possible and there's no and there's no great there's I can't sit here and say the league is is putting in really good rules. I think the league is putting in rules for the sake of rules. They're trying to make things as confusing as possible at times, e- even if they don't think that. Well, they're not trying to, but they are making. But they it are confusing. doing no. But I but I think what they're saying is we've got replay. We can rely on that. And where these guys get together and talk about these rules is in March at some swanky resort where they sit down with their cocktails and think up and basically think up what can we do to this and that. And instead of saying, how can we simplify things as much as possible in a game that moves incredibly fast? They, they say, how can we, how can we make sure that a catch 
is a catch. And I think now we have gotten to the point in the last five years or so where it's not only hard to define, you scratch your head a lot and say, why do you even need to define it that well, way? Well, here's so I, I want to take this tweet from Ryan and, and tweak it. He says, a real simple way to figure this out. If your knee and elbow are down, it's a catch. Treat it like a fumble. Knee down, no. But here's the thing. If you This is why you have to poke holes in this. If you dive through the air, you catch a pass in the air diving. Mm-hmm. And the and so you've got the ball and you've possessed it, but you're in the air and nothing has come down yet. And the first thing that lands is your elbow, which pops the ball loose. That cannot be a catch. That is not a catch. And the balls come loose. So yes. you're saying it's okay. But, but maybe it's if you dive through the air and you pop both feet down, whatever happens after that, if you're falling out of bounds, if the third thing that comes down is your elbow then, and then that pops the ball loose, okay, doesn't matter because you caught it, you possessed it with both feet down, and then anything else that happens as you're going out of bounds, that's how you'd have to write the rule, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and that would so cover that, for the Thielen So if, if, that, if that's the case in the field of play, it's a fumble then. And then anything that happens after that, if, if the ball that's comes loose, because, so the Des Bryant play, he catches it yes. up in the air, two feet and then a third foot as he's reaching yes. with with the ball in his I think in his right hand as he's reaching instead of it being ah it's still part of the process of the catch therefore if the ball pops loose it's incomplete it should be wait a second he caught it possessed it both feet down now whatever happens turns into a fumble mm-hmm. it's a secondary act yeah yeah secondary act well, let's take one more Absolutely. call on this real quick here Pat you're on with Mackie and Judd Good morning, guys. I had a couple of uh, comments on this. One was the uh, ground can't cause a fumble. I think you have to make contact with another player for that to be the case. If you're just in the field of play. Oh, correct. Down, yes. Yes. So I don't think there was any contact on feeling um, when he went out of bounds. The other thing is, is basically what, from what Judd was saying with the you know, ball extended over the goal line, if you make everything – Crossing the goal line, any of those catches that take place where they're grabbing the balls with their two feet in, the ball's out of bounds, that would basically be saying that would have to be an incomplete pass. So explain that last part again, Pat. If you're, okay, so if you're crossing the goal line with the ball, as soon as it breaks the goal line, it's a touchdown, regardless of whether you hold on to it or not. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you're saying that that should be the, you know, end all be all, any of those catches where you got two feet in bounds but the ball's out of bounds, you have to have that be a, the straight line, and then it would be an incompletion anyway. So you can't just say that, hey, it happened out of bounds, it shouldn't count, because then that would take that, those plays and say, well, those can't count either. You can't have it both ways. I think my head, I mean, it's not Pat, it's me at this point. My head just exploded. That was a good phone call by Pat, but we've been doing this for a half hour, and can, can we I'm just, just going to watch soccer now. <laughs> can we just agree that Theon just should have caught the one on first down? Oh, yeah. We wouldn't have had to do this crap for half an hour. 100% was right in his chest. God, off the numbers. How, how does he not catch it? He never drops that ball. Unbelievable. Yeah. Man. And someone on this show said he had hands like Chris Carter. I think it was Dave. <laughs> I don't know who it was. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do I that. I don't know who it was. Uh, what's coming up in stuff next? Uh, among the great items, a clash of the Titans once again on ESPN Saturday night. We've got some big news. Mackie and Judd now continue. Can you smell it? On 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd, Stuff You Should Know About is sponsored by Indeed.com. Are you hiring? Join the over 3 million businesses that use Indeed.com for hiring. Post your next job opening on the world's number one job site, Indeed.com. Woo! 
In sports, there's a lot of stuff you should simply be aware of. There was stuff going on that no one talked about. Pretty heavy stuff. Let me show you some stuff. I don't do that stuff no more. This stuff can give you brain damage. And then there's the stuff you should know about. Lots of great stuff. This is the fun stuff. I love this stuff. Good stuff. Man, this stuff's good. This is that kind of stuff. I want to check that stuff out. Mackie and Judd now continues. This is very serious stuff we're talking about here. With stuff you should know about. Dave Harrigan, what type of stuff do you got for us today? I would like to personally thank the mothership ESPN for bringing big time boxing back to cable television. Putting some real fights on Saturday nights. Not for the fights itself, because I don't really care a whole lot about boxing, but so that I can get the post-match breakdown with Stephen A. and Teddy Atlas. No, no. And poor Neil Everett caught in the middle. (laughs) That's a fighter. So, Teddy, who should you fight next? So, Teddy Atlas. Who should the next Teddy Atlas. Get me a fighter for Lomachenko. Who should the next fighter be? I'm I'm looking. I'm looking. Can security, can somebody go find Teddy Atlas? Because I can't find him. I don't know the person I'm listening to right now. You're justifying quitting? Teddy! Teddy! Who should Lomachenko fight next? Steven, stop. Steven, Steven, stop using those college degrees to twist things around. Stop it. Stop it, Who should Lomachenko fight next, fellas? Who should Lomachenko fight next? Stop. Stop. Steven. Steven, stop with the alley shuffle. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How long did that go on for? <laughs> oh, I mean, that, that portion of was just about a, a clip from a minute 45 second video, but there's longer ones that are six or seven minutes, those two going back and forth. I love how it, it always winds up with Teddy Atlas just saying, I know that I'm an idiot and you're smart, so you can't use that against me. <laughs> and Teddy's sitting at home for this thing, too. He wasn't even at oh, the fight. Yeah, Stephen A's at the fight. Teddy's back home. So they're, they can't see each other. They're on satellite. Neil Everett's back in the studio. How much spit is flying during a give and take like that? That, do you think? Oh my God! Just the spittle amount. You'd need several buckets to clean it up. Teddy Atlas scares me. He scares me. I I, I, I would never want to be alone in a room with Teddy Atlas. Because <laughs> okay, you're college educated. That's true. I'd be very upset about that. Mostly played online poker in all my classes, but still, I guess it that counts for something. Mm-hmm. Speaking of fights, now they need to get somebody from the Seattle staff yeah. to so, walk Quentin Jefferson into the locker room. And, and look, that, somebody threw something at him from the stands, and it landed out. Security needs yeah, security needs to take care of this to make sure fans should not throw things. Those fans will be ejected. Thank you for that warning. Uh, you guys, I assume, saw the end of Seattle yeah. Jacksonville as the Jags are trying to kneel it down, and Michael Bennett is going after knees, as are a few other people on the Seattle D-line, and then Quentin Jefferson gets tossed, and fans are throwing things at him, and he physically tries to climb into the stands before before being horse-collared down by a a Seattle employee. It was a, hey, there it is on the TV right there. Good stuff. It was good stuff. Yeah, it's a, oh, that was, what was that thing? And then then I think he tried to, uh, is that a security guard in a T-shirt? Yeah. Yeah, th- no, I think it, it was an equipment guy that was okay. walking off with him who tried to stop him from going into stands. And thankfully, I think he was successful because that would have been... Yes, he did not I, make the, it up The there. whole thing was bizarre, though. I, first of all, why are the Seahawks players going at... When, when Jacksonville is in basically give-up, games-done formation, victory, 
Why is why are the Seattle players going after them? There was one heck of a debate on Mike and Mike, or not, not Mike and Mike anymore. Uh-oh. Don't call it that. Well, no, but, Mike and, and but Mike and Mike, the the two remaining exactly. Mikes, uh, Golik Jr. Okay. and Senior, were having the debate. It yeah. was Junior, the offensive line guy, saying, "Look, the game was over for you know however long they've been playing this game. Once one team's in victor formation, yeah, all right, handshake agreement, game's done." Versus the defensive line guy, Golik Senior, saying. Why do you get to tell me when the game's done? There's a chance you could fumble that ball. I'm going after it. Yeah, it's only happened like twice in the history of the NFL and where that Seattle got a ton of heat, but didn't the, yeah, the these Giants push forward. Tampa Bay game a few mm-hmm. years back? Yep. But the whole thing was really bizarre. And then I understand. Hey, if people throw stuff at, at you and say derogatory things, those fans should sh- should be in trouble. But do players ever think about the ramifications of? Okay, I'm going to go on the stands. Once you get there, no, I suppose it's when someone when, when someone's maybe shouting the N word at you yeah. and throwing you know, objects at you, you're not exactly putting a ton of space between what's happening and how you feel about what's happening. You're just acting, and so it's it's hard to sit here and judge, having never been in that situation. <gasps> Amped up after a three-hour football game. Let's talk about NFL and not caring about player safety. Tom Savage. Drilled, head hits the ground. He's what appears to be having maybe a seizure on the field for a moment. Bill O'Brien post-game because, you know, Savage came back and played five minutes later. The spotter wanted him evaluated. We evaluated him. Um, uh, at that time, made the determination to put him that he was okay. Not me. You know, obviously the evaluators made the determination to put him back in the game. And, um, you know, then he went back in the game and they, he came out and they evaluated him a little bit more just because of what they saw. And and that's where it's at. I love the not, I mean, oh, I, <laughs> not, not, not me, not me. Oh, I have nothing to do with it. Not me. It's not my fault. Not me. Um, I, I mean, if I were more insensitive, I would make a joke about how Tom Savage waking up in the morning feeling 100% probably shouldn't be your quarterback. But uh, putting him out there five minutes after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the spotter guy? That that's still my question. That's his only job. No, they said there was a spotter guy. He said you got you got to take a look at him. <laughs> Dude, the referee like was standing over beer, his lifeless body yes. at one point. Like, too. doesn't anybody say yeah, this is a really bad idea? You really shouldn't come back in the game. But we need him. He's Tom Savage. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, well, forget it. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's hey, Randy Savage has gotten up from a leg drop before. Okay, <laughs> Tom Savage yeah, can true. get up Your from sport. a little hit in the Good end point. zone. Hello, friends. We've changed the music to bring you some breaking news out of the world of golf. A working group led by the USGA and the RNA has unanimously agreed to adopt a new set of protocols for video review when applying the rules of golf. The group consisting of the PGA Tour, LPGA, PGA European Tour, Ladies European Tour, and the PGA of America, as well as the governing bodies, will implement the following measures beginning January 1st, 2018. Hmm. They will assign one or more officials to monitor the video broadcast of a competition to help identify and resolve rules issues as they arise, and they will discontinue any steps to facilitate or consider viewer call-ins as part of the rules decision process. Wow. You know, I'm disappointed by this. I was hoping that all of the other sports would just adopt what golf has been doing for years, that you could watch a baseball game and call in somewhere and report a pine tar violation. He didn't catch that ball, He didn't catch the ball. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank God they're finally going to do it. That amazing. was the silliest thing ever. Yes. I'd like to report on something I <laughs> saw the, in the Was the Dustin Johnson from like seven years ago, was that the first time you guys had ever heard of that rule too, that someone on their no. couch could call in? Uh, the first time I, I heard was, was it three Masters ago? What Was it who who got, they moved the ball or something small. It might have been Tiger. And somebody called in and next thing you know, like, into Saturday, the, the rules committee is checking it out. I don't remember the first one. I just remember hearing, "Wait, that's a thing." Yeah, yeah. I was gonna Wait, say, someone can do an that. Amazing thing. <laughs> I'm watching one eight hundred PGA Golf. Hello. Uh, it's so good. Uh, Courtney Cronin, Vikings insider for ESPN.com, will join in about forty five minutes from now, gentlemen. I think we should unveil song number one from Songs by the Ulog, Volume Three, when we come back. Can't wait. Mackie and Judd on this Vikings Monday. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Is it for charity at all? Uh, not that I know of. It's just somebody decided it would be fun. Mackey and Judd. It's like a clown car, but much smellier. On 1500 ESPN. Another reminder, the 1500 ESPN Sports Fantasy Auction returns tomorrow. It's presented in part by Abel Chiropractic, TCL, and Town Hall Brewery. You can listen all day. Starting at 9 a.m. until 6 p.m. to bid on great experiences. All the money raised benefits Courage Kenny Rehabilitation Institute. During Mackie and Judd, we've got some good packages, including the chance to co-host Saturday Sports Talk with Pat and Judd, plus a little lunch with the boys following that show. And we'll be auctioning off naming rights to the 1500 ESPN studio phone line for a week. We will name it after you if you win that auction. Details on everything available, 1500ESPN.com, keyword courage. Trying to play soft again, cover two. Down the middle, caught Thielen. Thielen breaks the tackle inside the 20. Adams is the only guy. No, Thielen takes it for the touchdown. Tony, Roma was awesome. Dave uh, whiffed on the, the write-that-down prediction, though he did not call out the first play from scrimmage because Jim Nance wouldn't shut up. Well, I, I said over the first series it would happen. I got the feeling in the first half of that game, and I don't like this, that Tony's been talked to a little bit about being quieter. Didn't you? When when I watched him in like weeks one, two, and three, he didn't stop, and I loved it, and Nance struggled to get a word in. I felt like yesterday he let Nance talk a lot more as if someone had gone to him and been like, you know, Tony, your job isn't to talk the whole time, which I disagree with completely. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I like I Tony mean, talking as much as possible. All due respect to Jim Nance. I'm with you. I'm watching. I know that it's third and ten. The graphics are great. <laughs> I just want Tony to tell me what's happening right now yes. or what's going to or happen. Or what's going to happen. Or why something just happened. Just keep guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, uh, he was entertaining yesterday. Uh, I think it's time. Oh, should, yeah. should we do it here? <laughs> it's long awaited. Yes. Songs by the U log uh, started. Right on the hate mail. Yeah. It's oh, already, I think it's already coming in via Twitter without fact, having gonna, played a song yet. Here, in fact, I'm going to text us right now and say stop it. <laughs> and that's from me. Talk more sports. Send us a sternly worded email about how much more Vikings offensive line breakdown instead of songs. Why, that you why aren't want. you guys talking about three technique? Um, this is track number one off Songs by the U log, volume three. On busted knees, they're the Vikings quarterbacks. First it's Teddy, then Sammy B, and don't forget the running back. Hobbling around on busted knees, but we've got case to fill the hole. It's hard to believe, but there's still a chance of playing in the Super Bowl. 
Packer fans have got that jealous feeling because they see how much their team sucks without Rodgers. All they have is Brett Hundley hobbling around on busted knees. You'd think that we'd be screwed. But Spielman and Zim built a damn good team, and you'll see us in 52. Keenum down the middle, he goes, and in the end zone, it is caught by Rudolph for the touchdown. Keenum sets it up near side, and the slide is good for a touchdown, it's right. Keenum keeps it, looking for a block, touchdown, Minnesota. Keenum going to dump it off, it's a touchdown to the backup tight end, Morgan. Packer fans have got that jealous feeling Cause they see How much their team sucks without Rodgers All they have is Brett Hundley Hobbling around on busted knees You'd think that we'd be screwed But Spielman and Zim built a damn good team And you'll see us in 52 There it is. There it is. Bravo. Let the hate Bra- mail come in. Bravo to us. <laughs> Another award-winning year of Christmas songs. Yes. <laughs> We're far from done, so oh, take yeah. that, listeners. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, you want we'll more get, sports, you can get more songs. We'll give you some warning, but not always a ton of warning, in case your ears bleed when we uh, when we have fun. I thought that was, songs I, by the U-Log. It was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, very proud of the album cover that we've come up with this year, too. We're going to send these all out on our social media platforms. So if you want to block... The 1500 ESPN accounts, if you hate these songs, you can block for a couple weeks and then, you know, then you can start to follow again for all the Judd Zolged wild columns. What type of joyless human being would block these songs? Well, Pat blocks everyone on Twitter. <laughs> well, he so. does, yes. But I'm saying, what other type of joyless person would block these songs? These songs are... <laughs> Check your at replies and your emails the, here in about 30 song, seconds. These songs, these songs capture the year in sports in this state. They do. That, that's my thing. If you're like... Oh, I forgot about that. We bring it up, thanks to Dave, and the fact that he goes back and finds something for everything that happens to a team in this town. I think it's great stuff. Yeah, it's a retrospective. Yes, that's it's exactly better what than it is. the SI year in review or the Sports <laughs> Center uh, like top 100 plays of the year. It's this easier. is all you need for Minnesota sports. It really, simpler. Is. Uh, you know what? Let's get back to some Vikings here. What do you want to dive into next? We haven't talked about one of the main areas of concern should that popped ta- up again yesterday. Should we talk about the guy who we can't decide was it blocked or not? Yeah, after 19 replays, it was that bad of a kick. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Talking mostly Vikings today. And uh, you can find Purple Podcast, Vikings Vent Line, all kinds of great stuff on demand at 1500ESPN.com.